0: All right, so today we're going to continue on in, in our, uh, our series on um, the, the life point mission statement. Uh, I think we're like in week four is, is where we're at right now. Got a couple more weeks uh, to, to go in this. But um, today we're going to talk about in the, uh, uh, you know how we talked about the, 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 the tool to, to remember this, love, learn, live, lead. Uh, we're going to be talking about learn today. Um, And and, uh, to kind of recap on on what our mission statement is, and I hope that that you're um, uh, putting this to memory because this will help us, um, will help you, will help us in in the future when people say, what is your church about? Well, we don't want to just be a church. I don't know. We just like get together and do stuff. No, we have to have a focus. We have to have a mission. Um, so our mission here is we exist to bring glory to God. And now when we, when we do that, the way in which this is broken down is is very specific in how we can bring glory to God. Because I do have conversations with people and say, and say, well, I can bring glory to God when I'm, you know, fishing or I'm hunting or I'm doing, well, oh, I get it. I, I get it. You, you can, in some essence, bring glory to God. As long as you share venison with your pastor. Um, I'm just, just saying. I'm working into the, the fish things. Uh, maybe some, some, some good crappie or something too. Uh, already, already clean though. Already clean. If you, if you get them, you don't, if you want to clean, send them to Jake before you send them to me. Um, no, but to bring glory to God, we exist to bring glory to God by making disciples. God is very clear in what he, it is that he wants us to do. He wants us to make disciples. And that, the way in which we make disciples is through committing ourselves to, and this is where the love, learn, live, lead comes in here. Because we want to say, okay, I want to glorify God. And the way in which I'm going to do that is doing what he says, which is making disciples. Uh, and that's going to be the big push in a couple of weeks on the lead part. Uh, but making disciples, but to make disciples, um, we have to commit ourselves to something. And, and, and we talked about that, how um, committing ourselves is, is key. That's what makes up the we. The, the, the we part of, of this mission statement, the, the, the church, is because there's a commitment, not to an organization. It's not to the organization of Life Point Church. It's to one another who make up the body. That's what the, our commitment is to. Uh, and, and when we say, well, what about God? Obviously, it's our commitment to God, but it's exercise through our commitment to uh, one another. So th- that's, that, that's very important in this. So uh, we exist to bring glory to God by making disciples through committing ourselves to what we talked about last week, uh, loving him passionately, um, and I loved, I heard a bunch of people talk about passions and ask questions and everything. Uh, that, that, was, that, that was a beautiful um, springboard, uh, understanding that God gives us that passion. And, and it's okay to be passionate about uh, something, but we, what we need to do is we need to make sure we're loving uh, God passionately, that our passions don't um, uh, trump our love for God. It, it, God wants you to be passionate And he wants you to be passionate about things, but he doesn't want you to be passionate about things more than you're passionate about him. So if you missed that, you can catch that on the podcast. Uh, then so to love loving him passionately learning about him continually that's where we're at today living for him daily and leading others to him intentionally so we're going to camp out there in the learning about him continually and, and how I want to start this all out is I, I, I want to read a, um, a a prayer or a praise uh, that uh, the, uh, the, the the children of Israel would have done multiple times uh, a day to kind of remind. Them themselves and remind them, one, who they are, uh, what God has done, and what God has for them uh, to do. So, if you have a Bible, turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Um, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, we, uh, we're going to see what, what, what's called the Shema, and where, where they get the, the, this, this word for Shema. If, if you look at your Bible where it says, hear, O Israel, um, the, the Hebrew word for here is Shema. So this is nothing fancy. It, it, it's just taking uh, the beginning of what, th- th- this little, uh, th- this prayer, this praise, this declaration, this command is what we're going to see, um, and, and, and giving it a title. So you're going to hear more and more and more and more and more in the, in the um, weeks and months and years to come about the Shema. Um, it, it's nothing that, that, that we have made up. It's something that has been uh, instituted long, 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 long time ago for God's people. And the Shema says this: Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. What? Pause. Kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? Right. Last week we talked uh, the, the greatest commandment. Uh, and and we, we were in uh, Mark chapter 12. Well, when, when Jesus quoted and gave that greatest commandment, he didn't make anything new up. And that's the beautiful part we're going to talk today, but that's a beautiful part uh, uh, about this. It's like Jesus didn't come on, on scene and make something new. He took what was old and fulfilled what was there. So, um, but here, so you're going to hear the, 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 this, this uh, uh, there, there's going to be some familiar um, tone here. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Why am, I, why am I starting with this? Well, if we're going to understand what it means to learn about God continually, we need to understand whose responsibility it is in teaching about God continually. It's ours, every single one of us, especially if we have children, especially for we're in any position where anybody, we have influence over anybody. And Moses is writing this by the inspiration of God, saying, okay, here's the thing. These words I command you today shall be on your heart, not just on your lips, not, not, not just things that we say, but to be on your heart, there are things that we do. Jesus says that that out of the mouth comes the overflow of the heart. So these things need to be on our hearts. And he he says that, okay, you shall teach them diligently to your children. That's a big calling. Parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, whoever. you, You have a responsibility here. Well, I'm not a Bible teacher. Okay, but that's not what he's saying here. Remember, we're talking about the passion, the love for God, and that's how he starts us out. We're to love God with all of our power, all of our being, we're to love God. Just think about that. So that's that's how he says, Okay, there's one God, we're to love him with everything we've got. Then we need to teach our children to love them with everything they've got. That's not complicated. It's not complicated. The, the devil is going to come in and try to make you feel like, well, you got to do this and you got to do this. No, no, you just have to get things in the right perspective and in the right uh, priority. God first. And he says, love him with all of you that you've got. And then he goes on to, to say like, um, even more detail. Okay, when you're, when you're sitting down in your house, when you're walking, when you're lying down, when you rise, wh- wh- wherever you're at, the, the, the sitting down is, is in reference to like when you when you have a meal together, you sit down and, and, and you pray, and then you talk about um, well, what's going on with the day and and, and how God's working, and, and you know just it's not in depth, deep theological conversations all of the time. It's, that's not what he's saying here. He's saying you want to uh, teach your kids how to express how they love God, what they know about Him, and then he says. Um, That you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your your gates. All all, all this is referencing is, uh, you know, we all have pictures and stuff on our walls, right? In our house. What do pictures and plaques and uh, posters and things do? They just remind you of things, right? Are those things bad? No, but we need those reminders as well. In, in our houses, so we're reminded about who God is and, and what He's done and how we're to live. It, now I'm, I, I don't want to go over to anybody's house and they got like John three sixteen plastered all over their wall, or, or Isaiah fifty three all you know down their living room wall and into their dining room, and like this reminds me, like yeah, it's weird, but <laughs> I, I, but there's things that everybody's reminded a little bit different. And the premise behind this is we need to, to, to um, uh, uh, spark our, our, our thoughts about God all of the time so we can keep him on the forefront of our minds. Now, with all of this, it, it, it seems like a big daunting task at times, but it shouldn't be. It doesn't need to be. Because I, I think that, that as we learn about um, why we need to learn, as we hear about why we need to learn continually, I, I think it helps us to understand, um, it, it, it's freeing. Let's just put it that way. It's freeing to understand why I need to learn about God. Because a lot of people have been in, um, in, in church for a long time, or you, you know somebody, or it's been this. Well, yeah, I know about God. I don't need to know anything. But God's infinite God is so great, much greater than any of us that we can't know everything about him. So it's going to take continually learning about him to know who he is, to know how to interact with him, to know how to uh, best glorify him. So on your little piece of paper there on your, your handout, um, I, I just wrote three questions. I want to address three questions, and then I just want to give you... Um, Three observations, personal observations that I've made uh, that are results of learning about God. So um, the first question, it, it, this, answer, this question kind of answers the, the, the overarching question of why do we need to learn about God continually? This question says, uh, how are you going to make disciples of him if you do not know his ways? I mean, just that, that's, that, that's just very, we can be practical, we could be logical. God gave us a brain for a reason. If we are going to setting out and if we have been commanded by God to make disciples, well how are you going to make disciples if you don't know God's ways? Uh, Matthew 28:20 20 says, "teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you." Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So it, it, it's important. If we are going, the, the, the importance of why we need to learn about God continually is because he's told us to make disciples. And at the end of the day, you're not making disciples of you. You're to make disciples of him. So how do you do that? Well, you got to know about him. You got to know about him. And I love how uh, Matthew twenty-eight twenty ends. It says, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. You're not alone in doing this. We're not alone in, in, in making disciples and we're not alone in learning about God. God is not this complex, uh, he, He's not so complex like he's, he's hiding from us and trying to, like, okay, you got to get the right combination so then you can learn about me. No, God wants us to, to, to learn about Him. God wants us to, to, to know Him. He's there because He, he desires that relationship. With us, The second question, and you're going to kind of see an order, like we're, we're working kind of in reverse here. It says, how are you going to know what God says if you don't learn about him? Not only are you not going to know God's ways and you're not going to be able to make disciples, but if you're in a conversation and, 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 you, and somebody asks you a question about God, how are you going to really know what he says if you're not learning about him? And, and don't say Google. I get it. I mean, you can ask Google anything. I've asked Google some, some biblical questions, and they give you some cockamamie, crazy answers. 1st sure, right. What we need to understand, now, are you going to have all the answers? No. No, that's not the point. The point is not to have all of the answers. The point is to know the source in which to get the answers. 1 Peter 3. And 15, it says, But in your hearts, honor Christ as Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks for a reason for the hope that is in you. So it's, we have to be prepared. How do we prepare? We learn. Now, now let, me, let me throw this out as well. Learning is not immediate. Everybody in here knows that, and and, and you guys, I'm I'm telling you something that you already know, but I just want to remind you, learning's not immediate. It's not as if I stand up here and I say something, you hear it for the first time, you're like, got it, all right, move on to the next thing. Learning takes time. Learning is, it takes a lot of repetition. Learning takes a a, a making, what do they say, new wrinkles in your mind. Learning is not instantaneous, it's prolonged. And what we need to understand is it, it takes action. It's ongoing. It takes uh, energy to, 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 to learn. So don't think, and this is where I, you hear me stress this all the time. Don't think you come here Sunday, hear something, and, oh, I'm good till next Sunday. Take what it is that you're learning and, and, and apply it and, and continue to learn that. That's the part about learning, uh, uh, learning about him continually. It's not and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll jump up and down and stress this. It's not just learning a bunch of facts about God. Like you can learn a whole bunch of facts back to back to back to back. back. That's not learning about him continually. That's just filling your head with a bunch of of stuff that you're probably not going to apply. You're going to probably forget most of it. Learning is applying. You don't really truly learn something until you're able to teach it. I believe that and until you're able to effectively teach something, you don't really ha- you haven't learned it. You could still be learning, but we have to understand that, that that learning is taking what you're learning and you're applying it as you're learning. That's what it means to be continually learning about Him. So, so I, I want to throw that out. Like you, I don't expect everybody or, or anybody to be you know big-headed Bible scholars. It's not that. Can we learn uh, at different levels? Absolutely. But take what we're learning and continue learning that. Because God's going to take what it is, the words in which he's given me to give you, and he's going to take those as seeds and you're going to be continually learning and and seeing growth from that. I'm confident of that. The, 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 The third question here, how are you going to live for him if you do not know his standards for life? See how we started out with how you're going to make disciples and how you're going to talk to other people about it? But let's just get down to the nuts and the bolts. Like, how are you going to live for God if you don't know his standards for life? Well, Jesus is his standard. Absolutely. How are you going to know that? How are you going to know what Jesus says? I'm I'm convinced of this. So um, God gives us a standard. What to do and what not to do in the Bible, right? The the, the not to do stuff, we call that sin. That's what the Bible calls that. Now, um... Gabe wanted me to to, to use this illustration, uh, so I'm going to use this illustration. We were uh, um, doing Gabe's newfound passion, shooting bow and arrow, right? Uh, which he's not too bad at. Don't tell him that. It'll all go to his head. But it was a perfect um, opportunity to give a, a, a visual lesson because we had the target out there, and they're shooting um, at this target, and um, you guys got to razz uh, Haley and, and Michaela because Gabe was like... Totally dominating them, their their little brother was, was doing way better, and they took archery in, in school, you know, a couple years. So anywho, I shouldn't. That's probably poking. That's do not provoke your children to anger. Forgive me, Lord. Um, <laughs> but 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 anywho, Mama's up here saying no, you better not. Don't don't listen to that. Yeah. Uh, but it was a good it, it was a good time. We we sat down and I said, all right, kids, here's the deal. Um, we, we need to look at what it is we're doing. And I started asking them questions about uh, what, what, what we were shooting at and, and, and such, and what's the importance of that. And I said, you know, um, you guys know what sin is, right? Yeah, they gave, gave me some answer. Well, wh- wh- what that, that word really means is to miss the mark. It's actually a term used like in, in archery. Like, and I explained to them, like, you're aiming for the bullseye, but you don't always hit the bullseye. So you're, 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 you're missing, you're, you're missing the, the mark. And then I, I explained to them, um, are you intentionally missing that mark? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes Gabe was trying to be funny and like shoot over it, um, over the target. But, but other times when you're missing that, that, that mark, it's because, um, maybe it's, it's an or maybe the wind's blowing or, or maybe you got distracted. There are multiple reasons why you could miss the mark. Nonetheless, the mark was missed. And I brought that into our lesson that God gives us, that God has given us the mark to hit. And when we don't hit his mark, we sin. I don't care what causes all of that. Like I explained to them, the end result is still the same. Sin is sin. So what do, we, what do we need to do? What, what do we need to do so we, we can um, keep ourselves from sinning? Well, one of the first things we need to do is we need to identify what, what's sin and what's not. We need to identify the target. And then we need to train ourselves to be better at hitting that target. And I think that that's a good, a good illustration for us because I believe that, that, that we know that um, the Bible it, it was written for a reason. And God gave us the, what, we, what we understand as a moral law. Like the way in which we should live, God gave us that. Um, the, 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 the moral law in which he, um, he has given to us, he not only gave us a moral law to, to live by, he gave us an example uh, of how to live by that, namely Jesus. But that moral law, what we need to do is a clear representation of that. That's, it's the Ten Commandments. Um, we don't need to be those guys that say, well, we don't have to abide by the Ten Commandments anymore no, 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 no. That's dangerous. Very, 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 very dangerous. God gave us this moral law. and We we need to understand that even Jesus says, if you love me, you'll what? You'll keep my commandments. You'll obey my commandments. What is he referring to? He's referring to the 10 commandments. Well, I thought that we're under, we're under grace and we're not under the law anymore. Here's the deal. Jesus said, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. We've been talking with the guys this week about we're no longer under the curse of the law. The the curse of the law is like you can't live up to it so you'll be damned. That's the curse of the law. But since Christ came, he fulfilled the law. And now what we we have is we have grace under the law. When we do miss the mark, we can understand that Christ is there. He's paid that penalty. He, He stands in our place. But what we don't need to do is throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, nope, no more law. No, God gave us this moral law to, to, to live by. And I was thinking too, um, I think that it, this fall, we're going to actually do a uh, because th- this, is a, this is one of those common questions that, that people think, well, we don't have to really live by the, the Ten Commandments anymore, right? Because Jesus says that um, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself, and that's, that's it. Yeah, but he also says that those two fulfill fulfill the law and the prophets he doesn't say no yeah do away with those and just follow no no we 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 do need to abide by we do need to obey what what God's moral law is so I think what we're going to do in the fall is uh we're going to do a a a series on the 10 commandments we'll go through all the 10 commandments and kind of um uh maybe we'll talk about like what people think and what the bible says be fun right anybody excited about that beside me Okay. Gabe said he is. Good. Honor your father and your mother. That's what we're going to work on. (laughs) But what we have to understand, so to, to think about this, the question was, how are you going to live for him if you do not know his standard for life? God has communicated his standard for life. Not only has he communicated his standard for life, he's given us an example of his standard for life in Jesus. So I, I think it's important that we don't, um, we don't say, well, I can't do this. We, you can. It's going to take some learning. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take some sacrifice. That's the that S word that no one likes. But not only does God give us this example through Jesus. I, I love Jesus. Um, Jesus gives us detail. Detail. Not just like, okay, look at Jesus and figure it out. No, Jesus gives us detail on how to live up to this standard. Uh, maybe this will be another sermon series. He, he, the Sermon on the Mount. This, it, it, it's a good, uh, Jesus breaking it down like this is what you need to do. This is how you're going to fulfill the law and the prophets. This is how you're going to fulfill the commandments. This is what, what you need to do. Man, I love coming up with sermon ideas, all that I guess. Um, but understanding... Learning is all a part of this. Learning is all a part of this. Don't think you don't have to learn. Don't think that, 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 that uh, God just wants you to blindly follow after him. Well, God says it, so I'm going to do it. Well, that's, that's a good start, but God gave you a brain so you can think about this and understand that yeah, this is why he says do it, and this is if you don't do it, this is what's going to happen. That was the problem with the, 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 the children of Israel, God told them what to do, and they didn't do it, and bad things happened. It happened all the time. It said that they, were, uh, they, they did what they thought was right in their own eyes instead of the eyes of the Lord. So why do we need to learn about God continually? I think that you're, you're, you, you're, you've got it by now. I think that you're seeing that there's an importance about learning about God because learning about God is going to change the way in which we are able to glorify Him. It's going to uh, propel us towards towards Him. So, three things that I want to just give you my own personal observations. Are there more observations? Absolutely. These are just three personal observations that that I've made um, in... Learning about God. I, I'm a nerd. I love to learn. I, I love to, to tell what I've learned. But I think there's great value in this. And these are just three observations. Uh, the, the first observation that, that I've, I've made through the years is um, able to walk in truth and not to lie. When you learn about God and you learn about what he says, what he says, not what Google says or Bing or Facebook or snapchamp or snapchat chat whatever Insta whatever it is not what they say what god says when you can walk in the truth and not the lie that is one of the the most beautiful things that we can we can see in learning about god Um, romans 125 says that uh, there are those who exchange the truth about god for a lie so, w- w- when you exchange the truth for a lie, you're going to. I can't figure out why I'm going down this path. It's because you've exchanged what is true about God and who God is for something that's not real, not right. Learning about Him gives us the uh, opportunity and the ability to identify what's truth and, and to uh, resist what is a lie. John 8, 31 and 32, it says that Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and what? The truth will set you free. Set you free. So, so being able to, but learning about God, learning about what he says, learning about what, how he, he tells us to live, it's not because he wants to suppress us. No, God wants to liberate us so we can live free. And freedom comes from the truth. So as we're learning about him, we're learning the truth, and we're able to dispel all and get rid of all of the lies. The second thing, this is where I think a lot of people would be like, yes, this is what I want. Able to find rest for your soul. When you, are, when you learn about God when you're learning about who Jesus is and, 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 and what he has done, he says, not Lee says, he says that you'll find rest for your soul. Look at, at Matthew um, 11, 29. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn from me. Why? Well, for I'm lonely and, low, and lowly in heart. I'm gentle in heart. Gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. As we learn more about the truth, this kind of goes right into what, what the, that, that first one is, but when we learn more about the truth, we find rest. Rest is not in man-made objects or anything else. Rest comes from the one who created all things. Rest comes from Jesus. And it says that if, you, if, you're, if you're feeling restless, just let's do this. If you're feeling restless, it's probably a good indication you need to learn more about the truth. Because the truth is going to set you free. And you're going to find rest for your soul from learning about Jesus. Now, again, big asterisk, big, big disclaimer. Just because you know a whole lot about Jesus does not mean that you're not going to have hard times or issues. Y'all are always going to have issues, just saying. But... Just because you know a whole lot doesn't make you uh, um, impenetrable or make you immune to the devil's attacks. No, but when you are attacked by the devil, you know, how to, you know how to withstand it. You know how to put on the armor of God. You know what it takes to combat the evil one. You know that when, in James it says that to resist him. You know the truth. It says resist the devil and he'll flee from you. It's, that all comes from learning, learning about God continually. And then my favorite, this one, this is my favorite, I think it's going to cause the the greatest, it's not going to cause confusion, you're going to be like, wait a second, I don't know if this is right, it's right, I'm telling you. (laughs) I've worked on this one for for a long, long time, and God has made this clear over and over and over and over and over again. Shut up, Lee, and just say it. All right, you're able to add to your sanctification suitcase. That is not a theological term. Well, sanctification is, but the suitcase part, this is something that that, that I did come up, the, the, the term on this. What is a sanctification suitcase? Well, uh, sanctification, just to break that down, we, some of you know, some of you don't, sanctification is the, the process, that's where the Asian part comes in, the process of becoming uh, more and more and more like Christ. It's, it's, to sanctify is to set apart as holy, so being set apart as holy use for God, that's a, it's that process of that. So when I talk about a sanctification suitcase, I'll, I refer to this text, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Paul tells Timothy here, Have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths. Rather, love those words, rather train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. <laughs> So, what is a sanctification suitcase? I firmly believe the knowledge, the the, the wisdom, the learning in which we um, uh, uh, have this side, as we and let's say the growth in which we have in Christ on this side of the grave, is going to go with us into eternity, because he says this training in godliness. That's that it's a sanctification is training in godliness. It's not only good for now, it's good for later. It's not only good for this life, but it's good for the life to come. So I, it clearly tells me that, that what we do here in our learning about God and who He is. That's the only thing we're going to be taking with us. We're not going to be taking our camper and our boat and our shotguns and everything. No, we're going to have this little sanctification suitcase that's the only thing we're going to have when we get to heaven. Because in eternity, we're going to be learning about God. Continually learning about God. Not prohibited by sin, which is an awesome thing but continually learning about God. I think that this is why I stress this. The guys will tell you this. I stress this all the time over in, 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 the, in the forge. This understanding that what it is that you're doing now matters. It matters immensely because this learning about God, who he is, what he has done, all of this will go with you. It will go with you to heaven. What it's going to be in heaven, how God's going to use that, I don't know. I'm not going to imply anything. I, 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 I use the illustration that I've talked to the guys about. You know, it says that we're going to be part of the army of the Lord. Maybe it's, you know, different rankings in the army. Like some are going to be privates and some are going to be captains and generals. I don't know. Maybe, but what I do know is the Bible to be true, and, and, and everything in it is, is, is there for a reason. And Paul is telling Timothy here make sure you stress. That what you're doing now and you're, all this learning and everything is not in vain. It's going with you. The biggest, the biggest, the biggest obstacle that, I, that I've encountered when it comes to people's thought about heaven is like we're all going to get to heaven and everybody's going to be you're like you're going to know everything and everybody's going to just be all, um, you know, I'm going to know all the questions to everything. you You're not. Well, when we get to heaven, we're all going to start in, the, in, in this, you know, in the, on a, in a level plane. You're not. The Bible says that that's the, where we're going to quote-unquote start is going to depend on okay, where, where are you at in your sanctification here. Now, let me stress this because I, 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 I'm hearing this little whistle go off a little bit. That does not promote works-based salvation. I am not saying, like, you got to do a lot of good stuff, and then when you do a lot of good stuff, you're going to be further along in heaven. No, the Bible says that we're going to get rewarded for what it is that we do. What I'm focusing in here on is the need and the desire and the importance of learning now, learning now, so we can know him even fuller when we're in heaven. I, 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 I hope that, that didn't muddy any waters, but I hope what it, it's done is shown the importance of, like, it matters what you do here. It's not just enough, and this is where the passion about you, know, loving him passionately comes out uh, from last week. It's not good enough just to, yeah, I believe in Jesus. No, you, you can't just believe in Jesus. You need to be learning about it. Now, here, does, do, do people learn on different levels? yes. Gabe's going to learn on a different level than than I am. Gabe's going to, we'll all learn on different levels. But nonetheless, what we have to understand is that learning about the truths, truths, not the lies, the truths about God, those are going to be packed away in our suitcase. As we go into heaven, we're going to have those with us. And that's where we're going to start for eternity is learning more and more and more and more about who God is and what He has done. So, As an observation about like an importance of learning now, learning about him continually, it's because it matters not only for this present life, but also for the life to come, as the Apostle Paul says here in 1 Timothy. Don't stress out. Well, crap, I got a whole lot of making up to do. Don't stress out about that. Don't stress out about, I got to do that. I didn't say that because it's not. I, I'm not implying that there's going to be a line and there's going to be f- people further up in the line and you're going to be way back there in heaven. They're like, Haha, look at those suckers back here. Not. I'm not saying that. We're all going to be in heaven. We're all going to be in the presence of God. How God's going to use that when we get there, I don't know. But it's important. I, I, I'll be. The, I'll be the one to, to admit to you. I, I don't have all the answers. I don't. I don't have all the answers, but I know what he says, and he says here. This is important. Learn about me now. Learn about me now because going can have benefit. Then, let's let's end with that. Let, let, let's let's bow and just let, let's think about that for a moment. Just all right, God. I, I want to learn about you now. I, I, I want to. I want to take serious what it is that, 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 that we're doing. I, mean, I want to take serious the, the time that I'm at church, the time I, I'm at, even at home, I'm reading my Bible or I'm praying. I just want, I want to learn about you more. God, I want to glorify you more. I want to make disciples for you. I want to bring glory to your name. But God, I, I believe what you say. Like, this, this, there's benefit now about learning about you. But there's benefit That we're gonna take that with us. So gotta whatever that means, let let me not be lazy now. Let me stand firm in your truth. Let me learn more about you. And let me enter into your to to, to heaven with a a bigger suitcase. Maybe one of those ones you have to pull behind. I don't know. Versus a little (laughs) carry-on. God, let us not stand and look at our brothers and sisters and judge them on the size of their suitcase. But let's encourage one another to learn more and to live for you. Because God, is your glory that we seek. No one else. Praise in your name, Jesus. Amen.